<laughs> what? <do> you... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You just got this cheesy smile on your face like you just snuck a cookie out of the cookie jar. Well, I do have a Reese's egg that I'm like really <laughs> wanting to get to right now. But guys, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Welcome to another episode of Walk After Falling Podcast with Julian and Catherine. Guys, we have such an amazing guest today. Uh, A really, like I would say, dear friend of mine within this past year and somebody that I've learned so much from in such little time and continue to learn from every day, really, whenever I need help with something, a creative project, um, you know, just learning new tech things. And this is the go-to person. And her name is Brie Cooper. And Catherine, like, how was this episode? It was awesome. She has a lot of really good insight. And she's really well-spoken. And she's been through a lot. But she she's very strong. Yeah. And we cannot wait for you to hear this. Um, so it's Brie Cooper She's hailing all the way from the Bay Area in California, and let's get walking. All right. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's up, Bree? How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we haven't been on the phone for the past three minutes, but <laughs> um, no, it's so awesome to have you. Thank you so much for doing this and being uh, with us tonight, um, tell us a little bit how quarantine is going first for you, and then we'll get into who you are. I just want to know what's going on with you in sunny California. Yeah. Um, so, hey guys, I'm Bree. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, quarantine has just been such an interesting season. I know that everyone is saying that right now, but it's just been so like mind blowing. Like sometimes I have to. St- sit back and be like I can't believe I'm living through a pandemic right now Mm -hmm. like it's just so crazy like it hasn't happened in like a hundred years and it just you never think that it would happen to you right like I I told you guys earlier like it's like your anxiety prepares you for so much and then you're like wait actually it doesn't because I didn't prepare for this pandemic like I prepared for so many other things but definitely not this so it's been yeah it's been a really like I don't, it's been an interesting season just because I feel like I'm just in this survival mode right now. I'm not really like, like, I'm not really grieving yet. I'm not like, I don't know. It's just, it's just been such a weird, surreal season. Um, We had to leave Chicago like so suddenly it was like, we made a decision on a Sunday and we left on Monday. So we just kind of had to like leave everything behind and just kind of go back and we wanted to be closer to family. So it's just been so yeah like I said weird there's like no other way to describe it so yeah it's been it's been interesting and we just had to let go of a lot of things mm-hmm. um my husband's graduation got canceled because yeah. he's graduating from law school so that was hard and mm-hmm. just saying goodbye to Chicago was not the way that we wanted to say goodbye mm-hmm. to it and so just yeah it's just been a really weird for lack of a better word season yeah mm-hmm. are, so do you, are you coming back if ever like no really no no i'm not coming back what no I yeah this because was you, temporary <laughs> no we were planning on going to san francisco because my husband yeah. got a job out out west um in july and so i mean based on like everything that's happening we're like we don't know we're gonna be able to come back and wow. so and i already like sold my couch so <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't have much to come back to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think so. We still have things at our apartment that we need to, like, pack up. So we will go back for, like, okay. maybe a weekend or something just to, like, get everything and then say goodbye to people and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah better than that, like, yeah, we're not going to stay. So, yeah, so we just it's just been it's been interesting because I need to grieve that, mm-hmm. but I haven't yet because I'm just in this, like, survival mode. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
There's so many like feelings going on right now, like regardless of like that big change. So it's almost, Mm -hmm. it's like just so many things piled on top of one another. It's hard to get to the ones that like you need to get to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow, man. Well, yeah, that hurts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to bring this on you. Yeah. It's like, it's like now I know like things aren't going to be the same when, (laughs) you know, But wow. Well, I'm happy that you're safe and you're back home with family and, you know, where you feel comfortable at too. like, like I wouldn't blame you for staying out there for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who knows if I, if I put a ring on it soon, maybe we'll be out there. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Regardless, you guys have to come visit. I know for, for sure. sure. Definitely. Well, like I said, thank you for being on. Now we got a sense of like what you're, what's going on with you now, but I know we talked on the phone uh, a couple days ago and um, we talked about what it would be like for you to be here sharing your story and mm-hmm. just talking about, you know, what kind of theme we want to, we want to touch on, but I want to start back at 17 year old Brie. I'm going to, I'm going to paint, I'm going to set this, uh, the picture, the story. So we have 17 year old Brie. You're living in California. You're surfing the waves. You're picking sunflowers. You're hiking Runyon Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me about <laughs> 17-year-old Brie, but more specifically, tell me about 17-year-old Brie finding her faith. Mm-hmm. And and until this day being the only one in your family who is a Christian. Talk to mm-hmm. us talk to us about that journey. Yeah. So, 17-year-old Brie was was uh <laughs> it's so it's crazy to recall back to her, but um so I grew up in the Bay Area, California. So that's mm-hmm. Northern California. So the Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, Apple, like to give people a reference, like Apple headquarters is down the street from me. Wow. <laughs> and so everybody's dad, mom works in tech. Like yeah. that's that's the industry. That's the tech industry. So um, even my father-in-law, basically everybody I know works at like Google, like Apple, mm. Yahoo, like Facebook, Instagram, somewhere that's tech. Mm. So we're really surrounded by so much like so much creativity so much ambition but also like so much brokenness it's like really interesting to to juxtapose them because there's all this like opportunity but there's the biggest homeless population in america (laughs) so it's it's really interesting to juxtapose them yeah yeah, exactly but i kind of grew up with like in this like upper class family um my parents were divorced i was um going to a private school um just like really given a lot of opportunities to like thrive right which is which is so such a blessing i I mean i know that's like such a privilege i have um but when i was 17 i hadn't (laughs) i hadn't met ryan i met ryan the the last half of my my 17 I don't know year <laughs> 17th year um my husband and I met him at a um a Christmas party and my sister was dating his friend at the time mm-hmm. and we went and it was kind of cool is that my journey to Jesus like literally is linear with with Brian and I's relationship wow, awesome. um, yeah which has really been special um so I met Ryan at a Christmas party. I grew up in like the Catholic church. So like not knowing like you can have a relationship with Jesus, like not knowing that that was a possibility. It was very much like, Oh yeah, I believe in God. (laughs) That's it. You know, that's all I got. And so, um, I mean, we went to church like for Christmas, Easter, we like, they call them CEOs, Christmas and Easter only. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was my family. Um, so I wouldn't say my family is like against, um, not like atheists, but they definitely aren't religious. Yeah. So I met Ryan and he was, he went to this private school that was Christian school. Um, my school was Catholic and I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And he was like, oh really? That's so great. Like I am too. Like not even knowing what that meant. <laughs> and then he invited us, he invited my sister and I to his youth group. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not what I was expecting um, at that's, all. That's not how you were expecting to live the last half of 17th year. <laughs> right, right. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, people are, like, worshiping. Like, this is so, it's like a TED Talk with, like, a god. Like, 
background <laughs> like what is this i had never experienced anything like it before and i really loved it like yeah. i immediately joined a small group there and i was just so interested in everything that had to do with with learning about this right mm-hmm. and it felt more personable it felt more um like socially acceptable and it felt more like i don't know it just felt like cool (laughs) you know because like we had such a big youth group and it was so fun and there's all these like really cool girls i got to know and also was getting to know my boyfriend you know (laughs) husband now boyfriend then um at the time and so it was really fun um and then we went to this um this this summer camp called hume lake which is a very popular summer camp out here um like a lot of like like there's a, there's this um kind of this Christian figure named Megan Fate. I don't know if you know her, no. um, but she is like from like that's like where she started. So it's it's just a really big um cool summer camp here, and I went and I loved it. And I just I remember this. They're talking about um the the what uh, it was there was a series called like the Wandering Lights, mm-hmm. and it was about like the Israelites wandering in the desert. Oh wow! And yeah, and I remember um he talked about this pastor was like you're angry and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be angry with God. And I was like, Whoa. Oh. And Did I just, he say I, that you know, directly to you? No, like to the audience. Oh, wow. And I was just like, boom, like every, I was kind of holding back with God. Cause I was kind of like, I was raised in this family that like my, my parents were divorced. It was just a very hard environment to grow up yeah. in. Um, and so I was just like, I, I was just mad. I was like, why am I in this cir- circumstance? Like if mm. God loves me, why am I, why was I given this? Wow. Right. Like, why was I given this, this, to ha- like, why was I given this? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I like kind of took on that role in my family. <laughs> Sorry. Backstory. No, I, took good, on this role, <laughs> I took on this role in my family as being the one, like, I remember deciding at a very early age, I don't want to be anything like my family i was i I just remember having this thought when i was so young Mm -hmm. and i was like so the role that i need to take on is i just need to be nice yeah i need to be nice to everybody and i need to take on this like people pleasing role i need to be nice to everybody and so then i took on this role in my family of like everybody dumping things on me right because no one else was acknowledging any emotional hurt or emotional harm and then i was so i was like taking on all this like this baggage and i was just thrown at things and um, I was called dramatic and just all these things that was so emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I like, and so, and I just, it was really hard for me to, to not be a people pleaser. It was like a huge part of my identity. Yeah. And I was angry with that. Cause I was like, I didn't ask for this, you know, and yes. it was really hard. So then cut to that moment. And I just remember being like, I'm angry. I'm angry with God. I'm angry that I was given this circumstance. Like I'm really angry about this. Um, and I just accepted it. And as soon as I accepted it, I just felt this like immediate comfort. It was like the weirdest thing, but it was like, they asked us to like stay back with like the message like related to you. And I did. And I was just like, and this, our pastor came over and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I just feel like this really weird comfort, (laughs) but I also feel like, this like righteous anger like Mm. i feel angry but i also feel comforted at the same time like i can't even describe it it's really weird and um he was just like no i get it and that's like the holy spirit comforting you right now and um and then as i started to learn more about jesus and more about god i really started to develop a relationship um and then i accepted god into my life jesus into my heart when i was about like 18. wow so yeah so it was like a year and a half ish process of me like getting to know Jesus, getting to know God, what this is all about, accepting the things that in in my life that you know that were hard, and then mm-hmm. trying to like overcome them. Um, but you know, like it's not you know people always ask in the Christian world like, what's your testimony? And I'm like, my testimony is still happening. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like it's not this past thing, like. I was even like looking at your guys's questions and um you know one of them you're like what is like what is your where have you fallen yeah and i was like which is, yeah which is what we were gonna get to for sure no that's awesome that's I'm awesome just, like, waiting for you um but <laughs> no i love but, it this is what it is um but i was just i was thinking like where have i where have i fallen and i was like i haven't let myself fall in like I haven't let myself fall. Um, and that kind of has to do with like failure. (laughs) I have not let myself fail like at all. I even was talking to my husband and I was like, where's it, where's an area in my life that I failed or I've had to overcome. And he Mm -hmm. was like, 
you haven't like let yourself fail you're still learning how to let yourself fail because I am like such a people pleaser at heart it's like where my identity has been so I have not ever let myself take a chance or trust or or um you know go after what I want or really like what I really hoped and dreamed for because I'm so terrified of letting people down or letting myself down or just failing (laughs) and so so do you feel like you're holding yourself Like, do you feel by not doing that, do you feel like you've held yourself back from like just uh, uh, maybe learning a little bit more, going a little bit deeper? Or do you feel like Mm -hmm. you you're learning exactly what you need to be for that time? So so when I was like 18, I felt like I was holding back and and, and into my college. I changed my major four times, (laughs) (laughs) four times. Um, I literally, I went to fashion school and I was like, um, no, I don't want this. And then I went to, um, Biola where I graduated from and I majored in uh, psychology and I was like, um, I don't want this. And then I majored in journalism and I was like, I don't want this. And then wow. I finally switched to public relations. Like it was a long path. And so, yeah, in, in looking back on it, you know, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty. looking back on it, I was like, the Lord was telling me so clearly what he wanted me to do. And I was like, my, uh, my control and, and what I think I want for my life is so much more important than what he wants for my life, wow. which is, which is horrible to say like now, but when, you know, looking back on it, I was just so like, I was just a control freak. I mean, still like a recovering control freak, right? <laughs> like I always say like, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I'm a recovering control freak. Mm-hmm. Like it just happens. Yeah. But when, I know, Catherine, you can, like, attest to this because of your psychology background, but, like, when you grow up in, like, a really unstable home, like, you feel like everything's so chaotic around you, Mm -hmm. and you just feel like you need to control everything because things weren't controllable. Like, it was so things weren't, you didn't know how things were going to happen. You didn't know how things were going to play out when you got home, and things were so uncertain that you kind of develop in your mind, okay, how can I control circumstances? Even if it's manipulative, mm-hmm. how can I control it? Mm-hmm. So I'm the recovering control freak. Um, <laughs> so that really played into my relationship with Jesus because I was like, I know my way, my way is better. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and then I graduated from Biola and things really shook up when we moved to Chicago because my husband went to law school there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I mean, my world like flipped upside down. Like I, everything that I was suppressing of my childhood, everything I was suppressing with, you know, being a people pleaser, being scared of failing, like every single thing in my life that I was just like putting under the rug completely came out like, and it came out in the form of anxiety and depression and it was like so bad for the first year of marriage. I was like telling my husband, like, oh my gosh, I feel like I like manipulated you into like marrying me, like even though I had all this stuff, right? Like. And he was like, I know, I knew, <laughs> like, I knew, you know, I was saying I knew that you had like these issues, right? Like I, I'm yeah. fully aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and how is he holding space for you in, in knowing what you've been through, what you've dealt with? Like how, how is that uh, relationship with him? You know, him, him, obviously he, did he grow up Christian? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He grew up with a Christian background. Yeah, for sure. So then maybe, and I know it's asking you to share somebody else's kind of uh, side of it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So how is he holding space for you? Like growing up as a Christian, but knowing what you've come from and what you've been through. Yeah. So he's like the most patient, patient man I've ever met before in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. he, God has gifted him this like amazing patience. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually has a sister who um, suffers from a lot of like mental disorders. She's adopted oh, wow. and um, yeah. And so um, she just, she suffers from a lot. She has like, she had an eating disorder at one point. She had um, like schizophrenia at one point. She had so many, so many things that she was working through. And so he, those things started popping up in high school and they're the same age since she's adopted. Like they're actually like two days apart, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's insane. But so she's, um, so he kind of started seeing, you know, mental illness and how that could take effect on somebody, you know, in high school, actually when I started dating him. And so from that, he actually learned to be super patient and like understanding. Um, mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah, yeah. That's so good. he he's like the most patient person. Um, but he also challenges me a lot. Um, like he'll like um, I remember I was like really acting out <laughs> before I went to therapy, and um, like I would like I would like put things on him and I project things on him. And I remember him like sitting me down and being like, 
look, like our relationship is not going to work the way that we want it to work if we don't you if you don't deal with this mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you don't get help for the things that you've been suppressing, like it's not going to work out. Yeah, um, yeah, which is exactly what I talked about in like my first episode because I was like yeah. nervous to tell my story and then you know, Kath, we were talking about it and I wanted her to ask me, but like, I told her like, don't be afraid to call somebody out on what they need to do. Cause it's, if you're together or if you're holding space or in your relationship, mm-hmm. that's, that's your story together. That's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're in mm-hmm. it together. So that's, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. And you need to yeah. like trust your partner to push you in those ways because they need, oh, yeah. they're sometimes the people that need to be like the most radically honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I always, um, I always tell people like, you know, there's like this common thing in our like world today. That's like, I want someone that's not going to change me, you know? (laughs) And you're like, but when, when when you're dating someone so young, I mean, I started dating Ryan when I was 17, like, and now we're 25, Mm -hmm. like we've, we've both have changed individually so much that you have to actually allow space for the other person to change. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, and also, but push them to change, like, in the way that they want to, like, hold them accountable for their goals and their aspirations and Amen. for what you guys want Appreciate together it. as a couple. Yeah. Seriously, but, um, that's awesome. That's such yeah, good but, like, advice. So lay that groundwork of, like, hey, this is what our relationship, what we want our relationship to look like, um, and then pursue those things together. But, yeah, I don't like that idea of, like, no, I don't want someone to change me. And it's like, no, you should want someone to change you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, definitely, you definitely don't want to be, like, the same 17-year-old, like, you were back then, you know? Like, right. you're, you're, you grow, and part of growing right. is changing. Mm-hmm. Right. But Ryan and I always said, like, from the beginning, we always just said, like, giving up isn't an option. Mm. It's wow. not an option for us. Like, what we want together is not to give up on one another. So whatever we're going through, whatever season we're going through, or how many times I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> we're like, mm-hmm. you know, like, we are going to respect one another. And we're gonna we're we're gonna fight for each other. That's mm-hmm. what we're gonna do. And so when you're fighting for each other, like yeah, they should change because you guys are fighting together for your relationship. And relationships are like a fight. Like you yeah. have to work at them to for them to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for somebody who has been, and it seems like every. Um, or most of the majors that you have chosen were had to do with a lot of communication. So what, what has communication meant for you in that, in that relationship, in your marriage? Oh yeah. Um, So like I was the worst communicator when we first started dating because I didn't know how to communicate my emotions. I didn't know how to, so to give someone people background, I don't know if like I mean, I know you guys are familiar with the Enneagram because Soul yeah, City, yeah. but <laughs> if you aren't out there, it's a personality test-ish. But um, I'm a two and he's a five. So mm. we're complete opposites of one another. Complete. Wow. He's all literal and like all brain and I'm in logical and I am like very emotional. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're complete opposites of one another. So he, yeah. every single thing that he thinks, like when it comes to anything like politics, you know, opinions, like anything, he's like thinking about it from a logical perspective and anything that happens to me, I'm thinking about it from an emotional perspective. Mm. And so because we have such differing views, we agreed really early on, like to let each other have those, like hold that space for that opinion, respect each other in that opinion, ask questions if you're confused or if you want to learn more about it. Um, but allow each other to have that. Um, and also like, he's really taught me that like my opinions and if he disagrees, that's not a direct reflection of like, like how dumb I am or if I'm, you know what I mean? Like I think some people, if if they feel so personally tied to their opinion, but if someone's like, I disagree, you just feel so hurt because you're like, what do you mean? You disagree with like my opinion. This is like who I am, you know, (laughs) it's just an opinion. It could change, you know? So, um, so he's definitely taught me things like that. And then he, on the flip side, I really taught him to look at things from a more emotional lens. You know, like yeah. if we're talking about, I don't know, like my, like a friendship drama or something. And he's like, well, just like, don't be friends with them. You know, <laughs> like, it's so logical. And I'm like, no, like, I really want to be friends with them. I really want to, you know, like talk to them about this. This is kind of where I'm coming from. I, I know where they're coming from because I know they have this in their life that they're working through. And, you know, and so he, he's kind of able to like gain perspective that way. So so in terms of communication, like we definitely allow each other, allow each other to have opinions. Mm-hmm. I love everyone to have opinions. I think it's like such a bigger question when it comes to like communicators in general and specifically in America. Yeah. Like we don't let people have opinions. Yeah. Wow. 
we like jump down people's throats mm-hmm. when we disagree but like that's the problem mm-hmm. like definitely I just listen to people i i one of my favorite things that like the best thing that i've learned one of my professors in college, he said, the greatest gift you'll ever give someone is the opportunity to be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told me that, too. And I was just like, man, like, and that, like, <laughs> see, yeah, be, but because you told me that, remember when I was telling you when I was going to start yeah. this thing, because you told me that, like, that rang so heavy on me to just create that, that space yeah. where we're allowing people to be heard because yeah. it, it, it helps me personally to actively listen because Mm -hmm. I want to be invested as much as you've been in. Like I could never imagine going through what any of the people we have on here share Mm -hmm. because we all have our own stories, but it allows Mm -hmm. me the opportunity to be in it with you and, and the people who are listening too to be in it because they might be going through it. They might, you know, relate to this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably will listen at some point and they are relating to bits and pieces of what you're saying, if not everything. Right. Right. Yeah. And and it's relatable because like so many people have gone through it. Right. And, um, I think that's a great thing about like hearing people's stories is that you think that we're all, everyone thinks we're all so different, but when you get down to it, like we just, we all want a similar thing and that's yeah. to feel loved. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like we all want to feel loved and we all want to feel heard. Like we all have that desire in us. And so when you break down, you know, like different, different views or different, you know, backgrounds and you kind of push that all aside and you push ego out of it and all those things that kind of disrupt that, all you get is that that foundation of like, we want to feel loved mm-hmm. and we want to feel heard. Yeah. And that's what we want. Yeah. And it's like we we all develop these like weird, like not very healthy ways to like try and get love from people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of like, you know, what a lot of people struggle with is like, I think like if I'm not worthy of love, then then, you know, then I do like this crazy thing to someone to like try and do somehow get it. So Almost it's like a manipulation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll do anything we can. But like really when you just when you just listen to people and I I've had like the best experiences that I've had with friendships or even like my relationship with my husband or my siblings or anything is literally when I'm just listening to them mm-hmm. and I'm just listening I'm just listening to them with without any ulterior motive but just allowing them that space to feel heard um because so I mean I grew up in a family where um you're not allowed to talk about yourself mm-hmm. wow. so like all my siblings my my sister who's awesome shout out to alex i have a twin yeah. sister yeah, that's <laughs> right <laughs> my older brother we've kind of like learned to not talk about ourselves so much mm-hmm. because because we just we were never it was like okay well you know don't enough talking about yourself no one wants to hear about you mm-hmm. stop talking about yourself and so we just never you know gave ourselves the opportunity so i love talking to my siblings about their hopes and their dreams and what they really want for this world because i know that we weren't that's really given amazing. that space that's awesome yeah, yeah. and like that kind of goes back to also what you said about really like holding on to control. And, mm-hmm. um, I guess, I don't know, like wh- how does that relate to what you are walking through right now? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, how much time do you have? Because oh, like, we're, time. Like, <laughs> we're only so at 26 much. minutes, girl. Keep going. I know, we, have, <laughs> we have so much. Um, so, so my controlness has, is really like narrowed down to um, like my wants and my desire to like people please. Yes. Um, it's like a huge control for me. Like if someone doesn't like me, I'm like, why? <laughs> Let me convince you to like me. Right. And that kind of all that came to a head this past summer. Um, I'm in marketing. Um, I'm in digital marketing. I have my own company now, which Jillian, you've been such a great supporter of. It's been so awesome. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's been awesome you've been me. teaching me a lot <laughs> i know we've been teaching each other yeah um and so so i have my own marketing company now but this past summer i when i graduated from school i was lucky enough to kind of come on board with a consulting company and and we were all partners and it was really great but honestly like in that in that time period when i was working for with my business partner like there were so many things like i felt really taken advantage of i was taken advantage of uh, there was a month where I didn't get paid anything. Like mm. it was really bad. And I was like, Oh my God, I was like, I was losing control. I just felt like everything around me. And 
I actually felt so called to start my own company, like yeah. literally in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what? I'm not good at this. So I'm just I'm like going to go send on with somebody else that know, really knows what they're talking about and then learn from them. And like, I'm not good enough to start my own thing. Like, there's no way. There's no way in heck. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. And so I signed on with my business partner and like, I learned too much. And it was great. But then I just felt like every, I was complaining every single month. Like, oh my gosh, she says that like, I can't get paid like the amount that I should have been getting paid because I don't have my MBA. She's saying that, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. She's saying that I'm not good at this. She's saying all these things. And then I'm actually like client facing with everybody. Like, I don't understand. Like, it was just so like, I was trying to control everything because everything was like falling apart. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came to a head. Like one day I just felt like the Lord like totally spoke to me and was like, I got off the phone with her one day and I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. And it was like such clarity in that moment. And I remember I just like let out a good cry and I was like, I'm done. Like I just had so much clarity and again, felt so convicted. You need to start your own company. You need to start your own company. You need to do what I'm, I've gifted you to do. You need to yeah. do this. And I was wow. like, you know what? You know what? Maybe like, I'm just not good at this. Maybe I should just, <laughs> maybe I should just completely go another direction because you know, if I fail at this, yeah. if I like let people down or I let myself down, then that's going to be worse. than if I ever like, mm. you know, if I, if I tried and I, you know, actually knew that I was going to succeed. Like I would do this thing that was so prevalent throughout my life where I would get to this, like, you know, even if it was sports, I would like get really good yeah. and then I would quit. And then I would like get really good at like work and then I'd quit and I would wow. get really good at fashion and I would quit. Like I would pivot because yeah. to me not knowing and like was, was better than knowing that I would fail. Wow. So you stepped out before you let yourself fail. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you've never experienced failure. That's why I've never experienced failure. I literally always say, like, I know this word is, like, completely going around because everyone is, like, business pivoting, but I would literally just pivot. Like, it was Ross and friends, Buzzword like, alert. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just pivot. I would I would pivot. I would just, like, go in another direction and change my mind because wow. I could not let other people down. And I could, most importantly, like, I literally couldn't let myself down. So let me ask you this, though, because, and, and I don't mean anything by this, but this is a real question. Yeah. Do you feel like you choose the word pivot over the word quit? Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Wow, Julian. I'm yes. just, I don't know. It's just like, we're yes. getting them chills. But no. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, totally. Because my family, like when I was raised, it was like, Millers don't quit. That was my wow. maiden name. Millers don't quit. That was it. That was my phrase. Millers don't quit. Like, that's what my dad would tell us all the time. Wow. Even like my niece, like, Oh my gosh, like my brother will be like, like you're a Miller, and then she'll be like, and Millers don't quit. Like that, like literally. <laughs> I, could, I could have you ever seen like the uh, Billy Madison or anything like that? Like, oh, Doyle rules. Like with Adam Sandler, <laughs> right. there's this family yes. that he has in all those movies, and they're always like, oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> but, That's literally wow. my life. <laughs> but that is so, yeah, because like when you kept saying pivot, 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 I'm like, I'm like, is she, is she calling, is she pivoting? F- is she using the word pivot as a pivot from quit? <laughs> yeah, yes, no, pivot for quit. Wow. Yeah, literally, I was because because I'm, I, yeah, I was like, like I, I don't even remember last time I said quit. Wow. Like I, I used quit because and you don't, have, never and you don't real. have to because the thing is, is like it doesn't matter if you would have kept going or not. It, it, you are where you are because God kept His hand on you. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, like, for me, I just believe like. It doesn't matter what route we choose, if we continue to do it or not, because God is always going to be in it, no matter what yeah. we choose. He's in it somehow. In it. Exactly. But yeah. but even then, it's just like, you know, for me, I've always felt that way, too. And that's why I asked you that, because I wish I would have learned the word pivot a long time ago or so I'd have been using that like crazy. <laughs> I would have came right. up with that hashtag in the first place. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. but I always, yeah, I would always start <laughs> things and then stop them. And it's be- and then I, but my excuse is, oh, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish. I'm just going to try something new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that would be my excuse for it. Like, oh, I, I conquered that. Like, you know, I don't need to see what else is got. like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about this now. So yeah. I totally understand that. Wow. Yeah. 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 I would, I would just, I would just like change directions because it was better in, in my mind, even explaining to my family, who's like very ambitious, and my family's all three, so I'm the only two to give you some perspective. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so it was better to explain to my family instead of me saying, "Oh, I quit," mm. 
fit them or I quit you know psychology major or I quit like instead of saying that I was like oh don't worry I just changed direction mm. and so I would just change directions all the time and also like I understand too that's completely normal for people yeah. in their 20s mm-hmm. to change directions sure. um but in my mind like it just I don't know it just was I mean my, my brother knew he was going to be a football player when he was really young went on to become a mm-hmm. football player like yeah. he knew he was going to be in tech went on he's in tech my sister loves football loves sports she went on to do that as well like every my every my family's had this really clear direction and I was kind of the only one that like didn't have that and so I would just be like don't worry I'm just pivoting <laughs> you know yeah. don't worry I'm just changing directions but I was so scared to like go after what I really, really wanted to do because I was scared of letting my dad down, letting my family down. Cause if I didn't, if I failed, then that was worse um, to me than being like, you know, I'm just lazy. And and I haven't what, done it yet. what, like, what would it mean to you if you did fail? Like what, what does that make you say about yourself? So like I, so Brene Brown always has this thing that says like the story I'm telling myself is. Yes. And the story that I was telling Catherine myself just got was. Excited. <laughs> I love Brene. <laughs> Love Brene. Um, the story that I was telling myself is your worth is made up of people's opinions of you. Mm. That was it. Like mm. your worth is made up of your dad's opinion of you, your mom's opinion of you, your family's imp- opinion of you. That's it. That's all your worth is made up of. Mm. So if they think that you failed, then then your opinion of them or their opinion of you goes down. Mm. And that means that you go down. Wow. So that was like what I was telling myself. Wow. And so that's where the like not wanting people to like you and like the people pleasing, it like all ties into like your opinion of me is my identity. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And it was that. And also my only place in someone else's life is to help them. Mm. (laughs) that was it those those two things yeah and still is it's really hard for me to accept help Mm, (laughs) because I'm like I'm supposed to be helping you you know like that's it and then like even like Julian you'll notice like Mm. now that I said that you'll be like wow like literally all of our conversations have just been like Brie telling me what to do (laughs) yeah well well, seriously that's why I always forget that I like this has nothing to do with anything but that's why I always forget that I'm older than you (laughs) because I'm like because I'm like I'm just taking I'm like taking direction from you but i'm like but but it's like but that's how you present yourself and i believe that in people it's all how they present themselves to be and and there's nothing wrong with that like you present yourself to be assertive you present yourself to be confident and that's what i get from you and that's why i love the fact that you're sharing this story because I would have never guessed. I would have never yeah. guessed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want people it, get to know me very often. Yeah. Like, it's always like you. Like, what, tell me about you. Yeah. Not about me. I would always <laughs> see you, you like running the social media thing and then like, but you would do it like here and there. And I'm like, oh, who's that like special, the, that girl they call on special <laughs> occasions running the, running the show <laughs> over here, you know? But like getting to know you, I was like, like, honestly, like I was like, she is like, like I was intimidated a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, is she going to like me? Like, you know, and like the way you just kind of embraced me and just was like, yeah, you should look into this and that and that. And like, you know, you were so, you use those moments to teach people. And that's, that's why I felt so like connected to you in that way as like a friend to, to teach somebody else, you know what I mean? And like, and not keep it all to yourself. You know what I mean? Because you you can do that. Like people do that all the time. They are good at things and that's how they try to stay ahead is keeping things to themselves. But you are, you're just so, you share and you give. And that's what I love about you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, and I catch myself so many times. Like I'll just be like, how can I help them? Like I'll, like I let them. (laughs) This is my, this is the thought process. I say, okay, what are they doing? What are they, what are they doing with their life? And you're like, oh, I want to start a podcast. This is kind of what I'm thinking. And yeah. I'm like, oh, great. You should think about this. Have you thought about Legion? Have you thought about your brand? Have you thought about this? And like, I just like try to help them. Cause that's like yeah. literally like in my head, I'm like, I don't have another place in someone, anybody else's life unless I'm helping them. Wow. And so I've caught myself like so many times, like even with my friends, like, I, like one of my best friends, Shelby, like, mm-hmm. she, like I'll catch myself being like, like, okay, she's asking me how I'm doing and I could just tell her, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't have to be like, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? Wow. Tell me about you. Like, I can just, I can tell her how I'm feeling. And, and with my husband, it's so natural for me to just, to be, like, I felt comfortable for a long time, like being myself and not, you know, being like the only place in my yeah. relationship with him is helping him. Cause he's like, 
just straight out like rejected my help. <laughs> He's like, I don't need this anymore. If I need your help, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but um, but so but when it comes to my friendships and like people that I'm meeting and networking with and stuff, it's really hard for me not to do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So how does that? So if you had to define all of those things into one like damaging thought that you wake up every day and tell yourself that you know is a lie, but you continue to tell yourself, what would that, what would that word or that thought be? Mm. Um, I think it's like kind of just like what I just said, like your opinion, the opinions of other people define who you, there's two things that define who you are, the opinions of other people and how often you're willing to help them. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and it's it's crazy because when you think when I, you know, when people are like, you know, those like icebreaker games, like define yourself in three words or whatever. It's always things that are helping people. Like I'm kind. I'm a giver. I love helping. Like I love caring for people. Like those are like my, my pillars of who I am. And I love those aspects about me, but it's not like I'm smart. I'm ambitious. I'm brave. I'm, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not things that are a, uh, are helping me solely it's things yeah. that are helping other people um which so is such a two myself. which is such a two it's such a two i know like <laughs> when i read the enneagram two i was like like boom like mm-hmm. shot the heart. Like, and wow, like your so your own struggle to ask for help like yes so it's like you'll give it and give it and give it to others but when like the opportunity is presented to you it's like hard for you to take it and oh yeah so can you talk about then how you decided to seek out therapy? Because that's like the yeah. ultimate asking for help. Yeah. It took me a long time. And I know that everybody like who goes to therapy, like has to be ready. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest advocate for it now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be without my therapist. Her name is also Ryan, which is my husband's oh my name. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's really, she's really the greatest. She's awesome. And she's, um, she's like in her early thirties. So she's like relatable, you know, and, yeah. um, she's just so awesome. But, um, so I went to therapy like April, 2018. So, like when like the first spring we were in Chicago um and that was like my first encounter with it and honestly like it was the first time and any I think everyone can relate to this who goes to therapy the first time is so great it's so like we're leaving you're like yes I'm like letting it all go like it's great like finally someone's listening to me and I think like when it comes when it came to like her helping me like I was in my head I was like well I'm paying her to help me so it's okay mm. <laughs> you know yeah which is so hard to say but like it's sure like if I'm like okay if I'm paying someone to help me like a doctor or like you know like obviously mm-hmm. it's their job like they wouldn't be doing this unless they wanted to help me so like they can help me mm-hmm. but the thing with Ryan is like <laughs> that I didn't know about therapy was like you uncover so much stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's hard it's wow. really hard it's like I remember I remember so I went to I went to therapy in April I came I came back in October I mean I was going the entire time but we went back to California for the summer because my husband had an internship out here but yeah. we came back and I remember October it was like the worst time for my anxiety and my depression it was so bad and I remember I just sat on her uh, couch and I literally could not stop crying like I could wow. not stop crying to save my life like I literally I just was like it was like every single tear that I had been suppressing in my life, like completely just came out. Like it was, it was so hard. And, um, but, and I didn't like really let like my family or like a lot of people close to me know that I was going through that until October. And I felt like the Lord like so clearly was like, please tell people this, like, please tell people this is what you're going through. And so I remember I posted on my Instagram story, like, this is what two days in an anxiety attack looks like. And, like, oh, my wow. best friend. Yeah, I think I and, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And my best friend texted me and she was like, what? Wow. What is going on? Because I positioned myself as being, like, so happy and bubbly and all the yeah. time. And I remember I was like, when am I going to get that person back? Wow. When am I going to get that person back? And wow. I just felt like I lost myself. I'm like getting emotionally mm-hmm. talking about it because sometimes I still feel like I'm there. Like mm-hmm. I, and it's not like a, yeah, I was, you know, I'm, I'm great now. And then it's now I'm completely recovered. It's like, it goes back and forth. It's like a roller coaster. It's like ups and downs. You know what? And- I think that is one of the biggest realizations I have had over the past year is that like you, you can have these great days and you can feel like you've conquered and that, you know, everything's okay. And then one little thing like triggers you back, but it's almost like every time you're triggered back into it, like you get better at 
at getting yourself out of it. So, but it, but it's not like all of a sudden everything is better. It's like, it's a constant, you're right. It is such a roller coaster. Right. And you get like almost mad at yourself. You're like, yes. You're like, oh, I should be better by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that I kept telling myself, right? Like, I've been going to therapy for two years. I should be better by now. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I just kept telling myself. And, um, and so, yeah, I, and I still tell myself that, like, sometimes I have like really days where I'm like not motivated and I feel super anxious for some reason. And, you know, I, I have those days still. And, um, yeah. I do have like better coping mechanisms to deal with it. But, um, I think the hardest thing has been accepting help from my husband actually in this wow. time. Wow. Like that's been the hardest thing because I've never had someone like unconditionally love me the way that my husband does. Like to, to have someone that like literally looks at every single flaw and like physically, like obviously I'm like, I know Jesus, Jesus does this, but wow. to have someone physically in my life who looks at every single flaw of mine and then chooses to love you despite of everything, despite mm-hmm. of everything that you've gone through. It's like, <laughs> it's a feeling I never had before. Mm-hmm. I've never had that before. And so to accept that love was actually like super hard for me because, mm-hmm. you know, my people pleaser and everything in me was like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve yes. this. I don't deserve this. And that's like, so, <laughs> that's like I said, like my walk with Jesus and my walk with, walk with husband have been very linear. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's very similar to how I feel about Jesus. Like, I don't deserve this. What do you mean? I don't deserve this. And mm-hmm. And my husband is like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Like, let me help you. Mm. And so it's really hard for me to like, let him help me still. Like, it's still a struggle. Like when I'm going through like an anxiety attack or something, like he'll be like, come like, talk to me about it. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. Let me like, just like have my moment and I'll get over it. And he like, so badly wants me to like, talk to him, but it's really like, it's, it's vulnerable. <laughs> it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's hard for me to accept his help, even if that help is just listening. It's like that, uh, that song that like Jesus will leave the 99 and come like looking after you. And it's like that, that sort of feeling is like, oh my gosh, that that's such an intense, just like sacrificing love that Mm -hmm. it's like, it is hard to accept when you don't feel like Mm -hmm. you are deserving of it. So can Mm -hmm. you kind of talk about how like that kind of led you maybe towards your, uh, baptism? Yeah. So like a lot of the root of my therapy has been like control. So like, it's interesting because my anxiety will come out in like different waves, like, and it all has to do with control, right? Like I would be super anxious about like flying on a plane and it's like all like, that's because I don't have control. And I'd be super anxious about like getting clients. And it's like, ultimately because like, I don't really have control. And so everything has just, has really come back to control. And that kind of goes back to like my childhood of not being in control and having this, you know, situation that was so like up in the air and I didn't know what, you know, tomorrow would bring. Yeah. And so um, and so I just was, I was holding on to so much control. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I said this, like when I did that, I did a video with world vision and I remember being like, yeah, like, you know, when everything's out of control, you just, you feel like you have to hold tight on everything. And I just felt like God was telling me to let go. And I was like, God's still telling me to let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. This is not past tense. Like he's still telling me to let go. Yeah. And I don't know why the story I was telling myself was when I let go, something bad's going to happen to me. Oh, wow. Like when I let go of control, something bad's going to happen So it's like protecting yourself. Yeah, it was honestly protecting myself. Like I felt like I needed to protect myself. I was like, it was like a survival instinct. I was like, I can't let go of control because in my when I was growing up, like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. If I let go of control, like it, it where it went was a survival instinct for me right. when I was growing up. And so, for that brain path to like change, like no, you can let go of control and still feel like good things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was really hard for me, and um, and so with my baptism, like I've I've been a believer for like what like six years in my life before I got baptized with Soul City and I was like you know um (laughs) God's really calling me to let go of control he's really calling me to let go of control and I need to set this intention that I'm 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 going to let go of control not that I'm willing not that I'm gonna negotiate (laughs) but (laughs) I instead going to let go of the control I'm going to let go of it and you know like the most beautiful thing happened was like this whole pandemic is like teaching me yeah. like that I never had control. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> right. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't prepare for this. So like even have, I was like, yeah, God, I'm in control. I'm in control of my whole life. I'm in control. And the minute <laughs> I let, I let go of this a month later, he was like, I'm showing you that I, you were never in control. Wow. I was the one that was in control. And I was like, 
wow. Like, and you know, what's so crazy too. It's like, you know, to refer back to the beginning of our conversation, like how I'm doing right now, like it's weird because the thing that shifted was that I'm not, I don't feel the need to control it right now. Wow. I'm not feeling super anxious because I need to control it. I'm feeling anxious because you know, or depressed because of I had to say goodbye to things yeah. early or I had to grieve things, but I'm not feeling anxious because I have to control it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the, that's like a really big and profound difference that I did not have six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you really feel like you've surrendered to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was like, a, it was a great practice. Like I, it's just so crazy. Like just how God works. Like I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like literally a month later he was like i'm gonna show you that you just never have this you never had this control and it's okay yeah. mm-hmm. and it's gonna be okay and so instead of like whereas before i felt like everything was changing in my life around me when i moved to chicago and i mean the transition itself from california to the midwest is like <laughs> such a hard transition <laughs> just seasonally yeah. right like winters like I had never lived through a winter before in my entire life wow. and the people are different and the grocery stores are different and everything is so different yeah. so that change was so profound for me and then I was like all right well I guess like God is on my back so I'm gonna need to control everything because mm. I feel so anxious right now and he kept telling me like you like oh because you don't have control you like oh because I have control you like oh you like oh and I was like no you know what this feels better for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it turned kind of turned into this like it doesn't matter if if I think this feels better for me, because ultimately it's not going to feel better for me. Wow. Like I need to let go and make yeah. him in control of my life and not me because I'm like a way worse, like pilot than, you know, yeah. I, I think that I am. Right. Yeah. So what about your relationship with God? Would you say is the thing that grounds you the most? Like what is your true North either in him or just in general? Mm. Um, I think that like right now he's like teaching me a lot of things. Um, in, in Jesus and God, the thing that like is my true North with, with him is that I knew I need to accept the gifts that he has given me and I need to like embrace those gifts. And I also need to like embrace who like he's made me to be. Um, but like not in a way that's like serving everybody else but in a way that's like serving him and not everybody else that's so good and so um so that's like what he's really teaching me right now is like please like please don't like use your gifts just to serve everybody else and just like to like people please and make everyone like you because ultimately like that stuff doesn't matter it doesn't matter like you're like i my sister always has this thing (laughs) and uh i love her she's great but um (laughs) she's your twin of course she's just like you (laughs) no just We're very different. Um, <laughs> uh, she um she has this thing where she always says like like you know say I don't know like say I'm just gonna Bob like if I'm like Bob doesn't like me she'll be like who's Bob mm. who's Bob and like why do you care so much about what Bob thinks mm. yeah you know like who is who is Bob okay he's somebody that who's successful with this okay so what like but he's not defining who you are so like who is he who is he and so instead of like who's bob or who whatever you know the person i'm fixating his yeah. opinion you know on i say who's god wow instead of like whose opinion really matters of yeah. me like it's not some person that i'm not going to know in like two or three years it's not some person that has an opinion about my business or has an opinion about you know like people it just it's not it's not any of that it's it's who's god mm-hmm. it's not it's not who is anybody else that thinks that they know what's good for my life wow that's awesome that's awesome yeah yeah so now so you mentioned your business uh yeah. And I want to, you know, I'm always I like I love what you're doing and I'm always wherever I can promoting you and everything like that. It's okay. So talk to us about a little bit more about that. Like, you know, knowing where you were, mm-hmm. where you are now, what you're still walking mm-hmm. in, like mm-hmm. how what does your business mean to you? What's the name of it? I know the name of it, but tell everybody else what the name of it is, why you chose that name and what creativity yeah in faith means for you yeah yeah so i kind of touched on that before but i so i left my company mm-hmm. and um and i was like i'm gonna go into hairstyling because i'm i must be bad at marketing you know <laughs> like if i'm not getting paid correctly if people don't like my work like i must be bad at it mm-hmm. and so i was like you're just pivoting like, it was a, you're just pivoting it was yeah i was pivoting um, <laughs> It was a fun two weeks. I remember I came to Soul City and I was like, Julian, guess what? I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what, what do you mean? You just told me about this cool app. 
<laughs> now I gotta learn I hair colors. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, it was. I always tell people like it was the fun two weeks of my life because um, <laughs> I was I was so animated about it. But um, yeah. So I. So I quit because I was like, I must not be good at it. If someone says that I'm not good at this, that's not God. Someone says that I'm not good at, you know, this, that I actually really trusted their opinion, that I must not be good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I remember I was sitting in therapy. My therapist was like, what do you want? Like, what desire are you feeling right now for your, what do you want? And I was like, I want to start my own business. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. Like, I, I've been call- I felt like God has been called me so clearly for the last two years. Like, I want, or three years, I want, I want to start my own business. Like, people in my family are, are entrepreneurs. Like, I always say I come from a family of pirates. Um, like, Steve Jobs <laughs> has this quote that says, why join the Navy if you can be a pirate? Yeah. Um, and so I always say I come from a family of pirates. And so I, I, I. I have that background and I've always like loved the idea of entrepreneurship and um, so that's what I really wanted. And she was like, Hey, how are you going to make it happen? Like, what are you passionate about in that industry? And I was like, I really want to lift up women run businesses. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Like 80% of women run businesses fail because they're not given the funding or the resources they need to really push themselves forward. Wow. And so I was like, I want to focus on women run businesses. I want to offer affordable resources for them to get going for them to get their startup going. So I was thinking about names and I've always loved the word moxie because um, it means like a force of determination or nerve. Um, And I've just, I just, I had to have a lot of moxie and God had to give me a lot of moxie to do this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And I've always had that like determination, but like he gave me the nerve, like, you know, yeah. go and do this and um and so and i and i chose the word gal because i don't like <laughs> the word girl <laughs> um because i just feel like in, like people say like girl boss all the time and stuff yeah. and we're like it's totally like um you know where the people use like i'm like i'm like i'm not a girl i'm a woman you know <laughs> so like, i can use i can use gal you know and so, yeah. girl. so i was like i'm gonna use moxie gal and so um so our mission is like empowering determined or determined women business owners to um, make brands with lasting impact and um that's kind of what our whole mission is and so yeah it's been a crazy time and you know actually like this whole fear of failing thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i really had to kick it into high gear because like i your business the first year of your business like you're gonna fail so many times (laughs) you're gonna fail so many times because you're learning like I've had clients not pay me and I'm like, all right, well, I should probably learn to like, um, like have a payment plan. That's like going to be good for me too. <laughs> like, you know, and I've had people to like not have a good experience with me. So I've changed my customer service experience. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've had to set a lot of boundaries yeah. um, with my clients to not like walk all over me. And so, um, so yeah, so it's just been literally just like learning lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson. Wow. And awesome. I failed, you know, I started my business in October and I failed like, so many times since mm-hmm. then but i have to be like comfortable with that because yeah. like if my business is going to grow then like i need to be comfortable with learning that lesson exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah that's awesome yeah. and then what's um what kind of like uh well first of all what does your creativity and your faith like how are you utilizing those two things together yes you're um providing services for people through digital marketing but mm-hmm. you know how do, how does your faith impact like the type of business owner you are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like with like, when it comes to any marketing or social media and stuff, there's definitely like an ethical, mm-hmm. um, you know, com- component to it. And I definitely have embraced that with um, my like experience with my clients and stuff. And um, I definitely like, I, I am learning to, to embrace the two things because um, I need to be more outspoken about my faith. That's something that I'm working on, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but um, I never wanted to like limit myself. And so that was something I was scared of doing. But when it comes to God gifting me with this creative stuff, it's like, he's literally gifting me with so much confidence. Wow. Like that's what he's like really gifting me with because like, I didn't have a lot before. Mm. And now that I'm like kind of running my own show, like <laughs> yeah. he's like, you need to have confidence. And so like, sometimes I get on the phone and I, before I get on the phone, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. And then it just like all this inspiration comes to me and the Holy spirit just like completely works through me. Um, and it's been great. And so in, accepting that gift has been such a blessing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. And in, in terms of like my clients and stuff like that, like, 
I definitely want to take on clients that have some sort of ethical code. Um, we, you know, we talked about in branding, like brand pillars and things mm-hmm. like that. So our brand pillars align, like if they love the things that I really love, and that's actually most likely when you own a business, your client, your, you know, your target audience is between two to three years of your own demographic, wow. <laughs> like typically. Wow. And so a lot of my clients have been, um, people my age who are yeah. starting their own businesses i've had a couple like outliers like soul city is my client and yeah. um, <laughs> and i have a um a, a girl who's an author and a writer um out in the suburbs and so wow. um she's she's a client and she's older um but most of the time it's like women business owners right it's people who are similar to your own target yeah. audience so um it's been really cool to like not be just their you know, person they're hiring for branding, but like be their friend and uh, give them advice, but also hear them. Like, I feel like God's really gifting me with like this idea of discipleship, mm. but in like a way that's like, like the other day, my client was talking to me because she had like a bad experience with an old, you know, a past employer. Yeah. And she was saying like, a lot of my confidence is actually you know (laughs) been eliminated because of this experience and so i just like sat and listened to her for Mm -hmm. a couple of minutes just talk about you know what that was like for her and and how like she actually is equipped with so much confidence and that key word that i feel like is a really big part of my business is empower Mm. um and i know it's such a buzzword right now because everyone's using that word (laughs) but i love it It (laughs) but it is it's empowering um people and you can empower people by like what we said in the beginning listening to them you can empower them by like just emboldening them to own who they are and own their gifts and push them to to pursue them and push them to be confident um, a lot of my business owners are like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't, you know, they have like this kind of moment mm-hmm. of like, what should I do? And wow. so in that moment, I feel like God's like, em- encourage them isn't because that, they got that. Yeah. Isn't that funny how he just totally, he, he, he used you to go through the fire and flip the script on you. And now you're the one, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Getting <laughs> yeah. people through that same story you went through. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. It's very crazy how things work out. Um, I didn't even put those two together until you just said that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> you did but, do that. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Bree. Like this is like, I, we, uh, obviously we want to have you back on and yeah. we, I like, honest, like you have empowered me like, and I, you oh. know what I mean? Like in a lot of different ways, uh, you're always helping me whenever I have a question, you're quick to respond. And then you like, you give more, you know what I mean? You don't just give what I asked for. Like if I had mm-hmm. a question or, Hey, what website is good for this? Like you give me four, three, three to four options. <laughs> and and that is amazing. And that's what I yeah. enjoy about you and the person you are and how yeah. embracing you are to teach other people what you know. And that's only going to take you further in your, in your walk with God. It's going to take you further in your walk with your business. And I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to miss you, man. Like I know. <laughs> you guys like for sure have to come visit. Yeah. I would love that. I know. Yes. The whole thing is over. Yes. <laughs> we'll do walk after fall in California edition. Yeah. Walk after quarantine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but where, <laughs> where can everybody find you business, social, personal social all that where can we find yeah you? yeah so um my business is called moxie gal marketing um so it's like i'm on instagram and facebook um it's moxie gal marketing and then if you want to follow me personally it's brie cooper with three o's <laughs> awesome and that's Mo- yeah. moxie with an ie yeah moxie with ie <laughs> g-a-l marketing awesome well thank yeah. you so much is there any like last thing for people that are going through maybe a similar walk is there any last few words of advice that you have for for maybe even the females that are listening in the audience mm-hmm. who want to or people who want to start their own business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um believe in yourself mm-hmm. believe in yourself believe in the things that god has gifted you with because if you don't believe in yourself nobody else is going to yeah. mm-hmm. believe in yourself like, have that confidence because God's gifted you with so many incredible gifts that he's using you to serve other people and to encourage people, empower people, embolden people, all those things that we talked about. Um, so just believe in that. And and also, like, know your worth. Yes. And know your worth comes from God, not mm-hmm. from anybody's opinions, not from how many, you know, things that you do for other people. But know that it comes from God and it doesn't come from somebody's opinion about you on Instagram or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come from Bob. 
No, it does not come from Bob. <laughs> Someone's going to listen to this and feel so attacked. <laughs> we're we're going to make some t-shirts. We're going to say, who's Bob? <laughs> yeah, who's Bob? Yeah, exactly. But thank you. It. Thank you so much for for coming on and just sharing everything you have and being vulnerable and breaking down those walls and continuing to do that. Um, yeah. I'm just so thankful for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys so much. so much. I'm so excited to like listen to other episodes and support you guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Have uh, a good night, guys. You too. Stay, stay warm out there. I know. <laughs> you're, you. you're like, you're only at six o'clock, so you got a whole evening to enjoy. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Guys, that was an amazing episode, and we want to hear your thoughts about it. I just think that coming from somebody like Bree, who just really laid it all out and started from being a 17-year-old and finding the Lord as a teenager— And just growing into the amazing person she is today, I think that speaks volumes, but I also believe that she is going to do some amazing things with her, with her business and discipleship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a really great example. Um, and yeah, she was really fun to talk to. Yeah. And if you know her and you see her, you ever get to meet her, you will understand that to ever see her not smiling, not giggling, not happy is just like, I don't even know. I don't know what that looks like with her. So (laughs) I'm so thankful that she came on. Brie, if you're hearing this right now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This story is going to change a lot of lives. And I believe that you're going to continue to do that as well. Um, So yeah, we can't wait for you guys uh, to let us know what you thought. Catherine, where can they find us? At We Study Walk In on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you want to email us, it is We Study Walk In at gmail.com. And if you want to go to our website, it's We Study Walk We're going to get there.